Welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast. How are you doing today? I feel like it's been a long while since I sat down here to record on my own, but actually it hasn't been at all. Last week I had the amazing holistic psychologist on the show and the week before that I was recording this show just as normal. I think this is coronavirus time. It's like we are in a weird time warp. Time is moving unbelievably slow and also weirdly fast at the same time. I uh, was hoping (laughs) we would be out of lockdown by now. Obviously, we were all hoping and that is not the case. Here we are. To me, for today, this is day 40 Unbelievably enough, today is day 40 of of lockdown for me. I don't know where you are in this space right now. I think depending on where we are in the world, we definitely have different vibrations and energies going on. Mostly it's what's happening within us, which I think is so interchanging constantly. We go from feeling super high to super low to total despair to absolute gratitude. And the most bizarre thing that I keep pondering over these past couple of days that I just return to again and again is this human ability that we all have to accept our circumstance. It's really bizarre to me how, you know, a month into this, we have, we have all accepted that this is our new normal. And I, I find myself having to really catch myself to make sure that I don't get fooled into thinking that this is what life is now. And I know this is absolutely a coping mechanism. There is a a limit to how much time we can spend consecutively in panic. There's a limit to how, how many days in a row we can absolutely freak out or feel total fear. So accepting our situation, you know, acceptance is part of this grieving process I think we're in right now. And I think it is a way to cope, of course, because we can't spend all this time resisting this reality. This is what life is right now. But at the same time, that scares me a lot because it's almost like, okay, well, this is, this is what life is now. I have stopped reading the news, stopped watching the news in the morning. I have stopped keeping count of how many people in Aruba have uh, have COVID-19. I've stopped keeping track of the new regulations that the government is saying. You know, I've, I've stopped freaking out about the grocery stores and food. It's almost like all of those things that I was hyper vigilant around, like, oh my God, we are in the middle of the apocalypse. Where is this going? I have stopped doing all of that because it was just impossible for me to keep that up. So instead, I'm trying to be really present here at my home. And I have forgotten that normally my child goes to daycare. (laughs) Normally, I leave my house. Normally, I'm able to go grab a coffee whenever I want. I go to the yoga studio. I take a yoga class. I call up a friend and we go for dinner. You know, all of those normal things. I go to the grocery store. All of those things. I have forgotten what life used to be. And all I can remember is this weirdness that we're in right now. And I don't want to be fooled into thinking that this is normal. And I think it's really important for all of us that we don't get fooled into thinking this is normal. Because it means that we're losing hope, <laughs> at least for me. If this is our new normal, then then I, what, what do I have to look forward to? You know, I stop feeling excited about the future. I stop, I stop feeling hopeful or, you know, thinking about the time when things will, and when things will be more normal again. It's like, this is it now. It's like, okay, I guess we are living our lives now without human connection, without human interaction, without freedom, without community in a physical, you know, in-person sense, like this is, this is where we are. And absolutely not. (laughs) We cannot 
cannot we cannot accept this as our new normal we have to accept the present moment as it is because anything other than that is going to cause us a lot of heartache but we cannot accept this reality as our new long-term reality because it is not that is my immediate thought <laughs> that I had to get off my chest as I as I literally as I hit record on this on this podcast just now how about we take a couple moments to breathe yeah Let's do that right now. So wherever you are, just go ahead and close the eyes. And if you want to place your hands somewhere to the body, maybe your, your belly or your heart or your legs, your upper arms, anywhere you intuitively want to make a physical connection through the palms of the hands right now, go ahead and do that. And then with the eyes closed, start to make your way back home to now. Allowing for the breath to slow down a little bit, sensing that inner vibration, that energy that's moving through your body in this moment, sensing your emotional space right now, how you are feeling emotionally, what's moving across your heart in this moment, using all of these ways to just check in and perhaps you are giving yourself more of these moments every day than you did prior to this pandemic. I have found myself spending much more time taking care of my inner space, much more time in meditation, checking in with my body, with my heart. So maybe this practice for you now feels, feels very natural, like second nature to close the eyes and tune in. Or perhaps it's still a little bit unfamiliar or you need a longer transition to really feel like you have arrived. Really what this practice is, is just feeling into what's here now and then listening for the answer, right? It's like asking yourself, how am I doing? And then give yourself enough space, enough silence so that you can actually hear what your body wants to tell you right now. So you actually can hear what your heart is telling you. So you can actually listen and receive so taking a a deeper breath in into that place that silence around the thoughts that empty space between the breaths that beautiful stillness that lies within one more inhale right there And exhale. So blinking your eyes open. Such a, <laughs> makes me laugh a little bit, but it's such a, such an interesting question, right? It's such a simple question and so utterly complex right now. How am I doing? <laughs> it's almost like, okay, at what level are you asking? Like, you know, you have to really specify right now. How are you doing in terms of making it through the day in one piece? <laughs> or how, how is your body doing? How is your health? How is your relationship? How is your sex life? How is your work life? Like we have to really narrow down because it's too broad, too big of a question right now to just ask, how am I doing? Well, I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm also feeling weirdly grounded. <laughs> I am, I'm kind of panicked and also really enjoying time spent at home. <laughs> it's like 
just like last last week's podcast, what Dr. Nicole was was sharing with us is as human beings, we need to approach that that question, how am I doing and what's happening in my inner space, not with the this or that kind of approach, but with the and approach. Yeah, I'm grateful and I'm scared. Yeah. I feel blessed because I have I have a family who's healthy. I feel safe right now and I'm also in pain, right? We can be all of those things at the same time. So learning how to really check in without this feeling of, of shame or of judgment that sometimes comes along with, uh, with moving through a challenging time, knowing that other people have it a lot worse, right? That we, that we give ourselves permission to feel all the things, that we get to have permission to feel the joy, when joy is there, to feel gratitude, when gratitude shows up, right? To feel good on good days and also to feel absolutely shitty when that comes, right? To feel super confused or to feel numb. I think when we get bombarded with so much information all the time, with so much, so much emotion, so much intense energy, you know, after a while, it's like we have to tune some of it out. We can't absorb all of this nonstop all the time. After a while, we have to numb ourselves a little bit just so we can make it through our day. So I'd love to just tell you right now, because this is a big thing, a big, big epiphany of mine too. I was sharing this today. We did a live shaking session on yogagirl.com. I want to do weekly shaking sessions. You guys, this is something I'm going to create. For me, the shaking meditation is the most important meditation that I have. My, my most important meditation practice that I have right now. You know, whether it's I'm doing it on my own, in my bedroom or out in the garden or on camera, live with all of you, it is the, the, the meditation practice that is giving me the most, that's helping me settle my nervous system the most. So um, I think we're going to do two live sessions a week coming going forward. And I was going to do two yoga classes a week live, but I think one of them is going to be a shake. <laughs> And I hope that's okay with you because I just feel like it's so needed and not everyone, not everyone has access to that kind of practice. It's, it is a little out there. It is a little weird. But today in today's shaking meditation, it just occurred to me as I was lying on the floor after the shake and you know, that moment of just feeling in, tuning in after we've done the shake, it's so vulnerable. It's like we've shaken all the dust away. We've, it's, it's like really like taking a carpet <laughs> or a rug that you've been stepping on for weeks or weeks and or months and months, taking it outside and shaking it off. It's like you can see the dust, you know, things you couldn't even see with your naked eye as you like shake the rug out. That's what it feels like for the body. It's all the things that were stagnant, the things that were stuck in the crevices and in the crooks and crannies of our hearts, like the things we didn't even know were there, the tension, the, the, the fear, the worries, the anxiety, the pain. Like we get to shake that to surface and then we have to give ourselves that moment of feeling and then we can let it go, right? So as I'm lying there on the floor after the shake, feeling vulnerable and I, and I, and I have this, this judgmental space within me that, that all of us have, this critical voice that, that oftentimes tells me I am not doing a good enough job and I'm not doing enough overall, whatever area of life that's in. So if it's work-wise, you know, I need to work harder. I need to do more. If it's in motherhood, I need to be a better mom. I need to be more present. I need to activate her more. I need to teach her better things, do more arts and crafts. I need to, I need to, you know, 
or spiritually also. It's like, I need to do better. I need to evolve faster. I, like I, whenever I get hit with a problem or with a pattern that I'm sometimes stuck in and I can get really frustrated with myself, like why am I still pondering the same thing? Like why am I still feeling the same frustration or why am I finding myself in the similar situation again? Have I not learned this lesson yet? You know, and I can get well, like frustrated. I should, I should be more, right? I, sh I should do more. I should have gotten further than I am. And it hit me there then on the floor, feeling that after effect of the shake, that vibration in the body, the breath, and that this is what doing the work looks like. This is what doing the work looks like. You know, we have been kind of told that to be enlightened beings or to be on the spiritual path, that it's this Zen experience, right? That it's like, we're going to sit down under a tree and then one day, one day just lightning's going to strike and we're going to become enlightened. Or we read these stories, like some of the most important spiritual teachers in my life. Like if you've ever heard the story of Eckhart Tolle, for instance, how he became enlightened or how he had his big, big life realization. It's like, having one of those moments where your suffering is so great that for him, it was the thought. He, he, was, he was suicidal. He was absolutely depressed, you know, had so much suffering, felt so much pain, and then had this thought, I cannot live with myself any longer. And the moment he had that thought, he realized, you know, there's something strange about that. I cannot live with myself any longer. Well, wh who am I and who is this myself that I cannot live with are there two of me you know is, is there two separate parts of me and then he had this 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 you know enlightened moment of of his consciousness taking over and his ego becoming annihilated basically so we read a lot of those stories at least I read a lot of those stories of people finding enlightenment and how it's this big thing you know and suddenly it's there and suddenly we realize how everything makes sense and all of our ego dissolves and our thoughts go away and you know and we see that and we read about that and and oftentimes we've been kind of shown this image of a spiritual person or someone on the spiritual path someone who's evolved wise light learned you know an evolved being it's like we we sit you sit in meditation all day long in lotus you know with your hands in a mudra just oming your way to total peace of mind all day long the truth of the fact is that the spiritual path is the human path. The spiritual path doesn't look shit <laughs> like, like any of those gurus or spiritual masters or the things you've read about in books or, or, or seen in movies or whatever it is. I think for a very, 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 very select few, sure. But to think that to be on the spiritual path, you have to be enlightened or act enlightened or you have to be in the state of peace all the time or that you have to immerse yourself in nonstop, constant spiritual practice. That is false. That is not true. It's absolutely not true. Being on the spiritual path looks like motherhood. <laughs> it looks like struggling your way through loss. It looks like losing your job. It looks like picking up the pieces of everything you've ever lost in your life and trying to rebuild from scratch. It looks like getting sick right? It looks like being abandoned, being betrayed. It looks like the everyday, day-to-day -day tasks and daily things that we do to make it through our day so that we can have that one sliver of space for ourselves at the end of the day. It's like I was lying there on the floor after that shake, sweating and 
like, like am, am I is my mic on? Are people listening to me? And it's like I'm having this human experience, but also in this deep spiritual space of being at the same time. It's like my ego is there, my thoughts are there, my judgment is there, but also I am I am in this total vast open space of peace at the same time. I am this vessel for something absolutely beautiful, channeling this place of light. And it just hit me big. This is what the work looks like. This is what doing the work looks like. You listening to these words right now, the fact that you're aligning with this vibration that I'm talking about right now, that you're sitting where you are sitting, like look around, take a moment right now and just open your eyes. If your eyes are closed, look around, look around the room, look around the space. If you're outside, like look around, just look around, take it in for a moment. Look at your life situation right now. You know, your family life, your kids, your work, your worries, your thoughts, your gratitudes, your blessings, your fears, all of this. Like, look around. This, you being in this moment, in this moment in your life, in this moment in your day, in this place, in your life situation as it is right now, listening to this podcast right now, this is you doing the work. So to ever think that you're lesser than because your spiritual journey looks different than an enlightened master, right? Quote unquote. <laughs> or to think that, that your journey is lesser than because what you're not spending as many hours on the yoga mat every week as other people are, because your body looks different than other people's bodies look, because you don't have the same lingo that they do, you're not reading the same books, you're not... We are having a spiritual experience as human beings right now. And you are doing the work the best you can, your own way. And I really think it's important that we fully allow ourselves to, to lean into that knowing of my journey is my journey. And here is what it looks like. It's not lesser than anybody else's. And I, 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 that hit me so big because enlightenment... <laughs> evolution, like evolving spiritually, healing, I guess healing is a good word. Healing is really fucking messy. <laughs> healing doesn't happen on top of the Himalayas, you know, all alone after some trek through the mountains. Healing doesn't happen <laughs> at the drop of a dime. Healing doesn't happen as you sit down under that tree and the sun is rising and everything just becomes quiet and you become enlightened. Like healing happens through these messy, messy, messy things that come our way. It's like, it's like the diamond being, being created through pressure. You know, so whenever you find yourself in your life being pressured, feeling pain, feeling struggle, like feeling confused and numb, all of these things, this is life guiding you deeper onto your spiritual path. And the thing is, we get presented with so many moments in our day where we can choose, where we can choose to, to move through, right? To step into that place of pressure and actually be there, right? And have that pressure reshape us or peel something off of our beings or, you know, shake that dust out in a sense. Or we can avoid it, right? Those are the two, those are pretty much the two, the two, the two choices that we have. We can avoid, we can go the other way, we can numb, or we can face it and breathe it and move through it and feel it, right? And the thing is, you're allowed to go between these two things, <laughs> Here's the way I am beating myself up a lot, also in this pandemic. This idea that to be healthy, I have to live a certain lifestyle and it has to look that way all the time. 
to be spiritual, I have to live a certain lifestyle. And it has to look that way all the time. To be a good person, I have to live a certain lifestyle. And here's what it's supposed to look like. You're allowed to go between feeling it all, moving through that process of actually, you know, experiencing the growth in almost real time. And then you can go numb yourself. And then you'll have a moment of numbing yourself with whatever way you're numbing yourself, like whatever your avenue is, you know, whatever you turn to when it's too much, when you don't want to feel. And we all do it. We all do it. It doesn't mean that we're lesser than we all do it. You're allowed to do that and then wake up the next morning and then go do the healing work again. You are that pendulum swinging between, swinging between human and divine all the time, right? So you do the meditation, you do the breath work, you do the yoga, and then you go drink some wine. That's okay. It's like you go sit in silence on that rock in your garden, watching the sunset, feeling like in awe of everything. And then you go watch something silly on net on Netflix. Like you have that super beautifully evolved, connected conversation or sharing with someone that just opens your eyes to something big. And then you go scroll on Instagram. It's like... This is supposed to be this way, right? And then maybe with time, yeah, you'll have times in your life where you find yourself spending more time in meditation and less time on Instagram, right? And you might notice that, hey, I feel really good doing this. I feel better in this space. And then you might gravitate toward doing more of that. And then the pendulum will swing and you'll find it increasingly more challenging to sit in silence. Like it's like this mountain you have to climb. Like it's motivation doesn't come as easy, right? And then maybe you spend more time scrolling on your phone and it's okay, right? It is okay to be a human being. It is okay to move through crisis the way you are moving through crisis right now, because truth of the fact is that you are surviving this right now. This is it. This is you surviving. And healing is not a linear thing. Evolving is not a linear thing, right? It's going to feel like some days we're taking 10 big steps forward. We realize something massive. We really feel that, that part of us clicking into place. And then we're going to have days where it feels like we take one step forward and three steps back. It's like, where, why am I relearning these things? Well, because <laughs> this is what it's like to be a human being. You are listening to The Yoga Girl Podcast conversations from the heart. You may not be able to fly right now, but that doesn't mean your money can't. If you're separated from loved ones or still trying to conduct business as usual, or if you are in any situation that requires you to send money abroad, make sure you try TransferWise. They know what they're doing when it comes to sending and receiving money internationally. Other providers tend to sneak in a hidden fee in the exchange rate, making you pay more than necessary. And if you don't notice, well, that's the whole point. TransferWise is different. You always get the real exchange rate when you send money to over 70 countries. You pay one super low fee and hold on to more of your money. And it can be done from the comfort of your own home. Don't take my word for it. TransferWise has over 6 million customers who save $3 million every day in bad rates and hidden bank fees. That's over $1 billion in savings every year. Stay in touch and get on board with TransferWise. Try them out today and get your first transfer for free by visiting transferwise.com yoga. You are listening to The Yoga Girl Podcast, conversations from the heart. I think it's fascinating. I think it's so, 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 so fascinating that what actually is in the way between us and peace most of the time is ourselves. <laughs> Isn't it so true that it's really, really ourselves? And the moment we allow our lives to be messy, the moment we 
just accept that, hey, we're not perfect people. It's not going to look like the way it did in that book or in that movie, right? But this is my journey and I'm going to do that my way. And it's going to be messy and sometimes it's going to be really hard. Sometimes I'm going to fail at the thing I wanted to succeed at. Sometimes I'm not going to make the promise I made to myself or to other people. Sometimes I'm going to fuck up and sometimes I'm going to really nail it too, right? Sometimes I'm going to really hit the nail on the head and go, yeah, I did that. I created that thing. To think that there is a, a better or worse way to make it through this pandemic is, is, a, is a grand illusion. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I find that, that I'll have moments, and it's not so much about the people who I'm interacting with or ingesting information from. It's really more about my inner space. I'll have some days, and this is particularly true for me when I'm, when I'm spending a lot of time on social media. I'll have some days where I, I, I look at people whose lives I follow online or, or people who are, you know, are on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and they're doing something really cool and it inspires the shit out of me. Like I had one of those day, moments the other day of just, I can't remember what it was, a friend of mine or someone I knew who just... I had this moment of like, talk about seizing the day, right? Talk about taking this challenging circumstance and innovating and creating something awesome around it. Like, that's so cool. And it brought me to a place of inspiration. Like, how can I, how can I create something similar, but in my field? Or how can I tap into that place of feeling, of feeling creative the way, the way, the way she was? And then I'll have another day. And it's similar, like the stuff that I'm taking in online, it's all very similar, where I feel absolutely the opposite of that. Like I see someone being super productive. I see someone doing something like really cool or really big or, you know, they have an online event gathering people in this sense. And I just look at my own life and I go, oh my God, I'm not doing enough. I should be so much better at what I'm doing. I am, maybe I'm failing in this place. Oh, oh, oh dear. Oh dear. Okay. I guess I'm, I am not making it through this pandemic good enough. I have to, I have to fix something. I have to do more, do better. And I find myself going between these two spaces of either feeling totally triggered and unproductive and crappy about what I see from other people or feeling totally inspired and like in awe and like, wow, that's so cool. That's amazing. And it's almost like everything that we experience in a normal sense in regular day to day life has become so elevated right now. Is that true for you? <laughs> it is true for me that the things I normally felt kind of vanilla about is either like black or white. Like it's either a huge yes or it's a huge no. I'm losing that gray area in between. And what I think that means, I mean, obviously it means we're all feeling big emotions right now. Everything feels bigger than it is, or maybe everything is bigger <laughs> than it was. Like it's actually genuinely real. But I also think we are more in touch and in tune with our emotions right now. If there's anything this, this lockdown has brought us, it's a sense of vulnerability, a sense of genuine, true vulnerability. And if you are like me and you're giving yourself these moments throughout your day to tune in, to check in, and you're doing that more than you used to, right? Raise your hand if you're doing that more than you used to. I'm, I'm raising my hand. I know you can't see me, but you can imagine me raising my hand. <laughs> Like I'm having much more moments doing that. I'm ha I have moments in my garden where I just close my eyes, take a breath and feel the experience of the garden that I'm creating. I have moments with the community in the mornings as I'm doing the lives every morning where I close my eyes and tune in. I have my yoga practice, you know, moments in my day, but I have more of them now where I'm checking in. Hey, how are you, how, how are you feeling right now? You know, 
And I think what it's doing is it's teaching us discernment. It's teaching us to be able to really feel, you know, what is the difference between how I react to this thing versus that thing? Is it about the person? Because sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, you know, we're in a relationship with someone or we're friends with someone or we have someone in our community or someone who, who just is triggering us in, in a negative way or, you know, a person who kind of leeches energy or maybe someone who's there for the wrong reasons or maybe just a relationship that's played out or a relationship that needs a boundary. Like sometimes we need, it's about the person. Sometimes it's about the inner world. And it's so cool to be able to discern between these things of, okay, I'm triggered by this right now. Is it, is it the person that I'm actually triggered by that this is something that isn't good for me to, to watch and take part of? I've had some of those moments also in social media where someone I followed maybe was like a fitness person or a wellness person who used to inspire me, who now it's just like, I can't take another photo of this super skinny person talking about weight loss, maybe, you know, or, or this person talking about dieting or something that I know isn't healthy for me in my space. And then unfollow, like that's the easiest thing ever. If it's not a friend, if it's just someone you follow online, it's like so, so easy to have a little purge, a little cleansing, a little clearing out of your social media space. But sometimes it's a person that you know, right? It's a person in your life. If you're triggered by a person who you like, you know, who you know, like this is a good friend of mine, or this is someone who's, who normally I feel like really fine around, well, maybe it's my inner space. So what's different within me today compared from yesterday? You know, really, what is it that's triggered in me right now that I can look deeper at in this moment? Maybe this is a trigger that can teach me something really cool about who I am, you know? So instead of having those kind of automatic reactions and then just continuing with your day or, you know, ignoring it or blowing past it like it didn't happen, like it's not there, that we really give ourselves the space to, to take that moment of, hey, okay, I'm triggered by this, hmm this doesn't make me feel good or hmm, this makes me jealous or mm, this makes me feel icky or this makes me feel, you know, something has been triggered there. Let's look at that. Let's look at that. And if it's the person, the other person, then it's kind of easy because you can make an, you can make an easy choice. But if it's within you, ooh, how cool is that to be able to really sit with and work with? There is something inside of me that I'm ready, that I'm ready to really breathe life into. Like maybe there's this shadow side within me that I have never looked at, that I have always thought was a trigger from other people, that I've always looked outside of myself and said, yeah, I don't like people like that. Hmm. How come you don't like people like that? Like, what is it? <laughs> what is it about that person, right? That, that triggers something or touches something or wounds, touches a wound inside of you. And this really is the deepening of this, of this journey of healing, of this journey of personal development. When we're able to take a breath, give us ourselves some space, the same way we give ourselves space to look within, in our meditation practice, in our yoga practice, that we can do that in those triggered moments in our day-to-day. That's when the work is working, when you find yourself, oh, I'm triggered, okay, let's look at that. Can I allow myself to, to be uncomfortable for a little bit? Can I open this open this little door here and just look at what is it really that's triggering me? You know, am I feeling triggered because I feel like it's, it's touching something inside of me that, that tells me I'm not enough or that awakens that inner critical voice in a sense? 
like what is it around this that, that's connected to something old, something painful, maybe an old wound or some baggage or an experience that you had long ago that's actually not about the other person. And that's the really cool thing about this life is that <laughs> we think it's about other people. It's never about other people. <laughs> you guys, it really, it really, it's never about the other person. It's always about us. It really is. If we had this totally whole and clear space inside of ourselves, we wouldn't be triggered by anybody when it comes to these little day-to-day -day things. Now, I'm not talking like big picture, massive things like talking about war or, you know, pain around humanity or starvation or, you know, things that, that pull on our heartstrings that trigger that big, big beating heart. That's a different thing. But what I'm talking about now is the, the daily triggers that make us feel low in our day-to-day -day life, right? That, that makes it hard to relate with other people or to, to have fluid, balanced, easygoing relationships. And I think if there's anything COVID-19 is teaching us, it's to really discern right now, what kind of life do we want? What do we truly want out of life? This week, we have a new moon in Taurus, obviously speaking to you as as, as Rachel Brayton, the astrologer. <laughs> I'm so, so into astrology right now. I'm also learning more than I normally am because I have more time on my hands and I'm spending more time researching astrology and astro astrological events. This week we have a new moon in Taurus and it's Taurus season. Taurus is an earth sign and Taurus loves to be slow, to be still, to be quiet, be patient, to find ways to connect with the earth as much as possible. And especially around this new moon, this is the new moon of, of making small changes in our lives or setting bite-sized digestible goals for ourselves that lead us to the big picture. This week is a really good time to, to sit down and define for yourself, what do you want out of your big picture? We did this at the very beginning of this year. We had a big New Year's, New Year's intention setting ceremony. I, I'm thinking about doing that again, but now, <laughs> because I feel, like, I feel like we have a new year coming again. It's like so much has changed compared to end of December versus now. Maybe our entire realities have changed, our dreams have changed, our circumstances have changed completely. So if you want to check in with that little ceremony, or it's a big one actually, feel free. But to take this week to really sit with, what is the kind of reality that I want? And I, I think this is, it's to me more interesting to contemplate that and set intentions and dream about, about the kind of life that we want in terms of our inner workings. So I can say, yeah, I want you know, all of these external things. Like I want abundance. I want a thriving garden. <laughs> I want a lot of time spent with my, with my daughter and my husband. I want to cultivate better friendships. I want, I want, like we can have all these things. I want to grow the business, you know, all the external, external goals. Everything, the, 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 the big thing that determines how or if we are going to meet those goals or make those dreams come true, all of that happens in the inner world, in the inner space. It all begins on the inside with you. So if you want to create a new reality, something that's different than the old, we have to start thinking in different ways, right? We have to start treating ourselves in different ways. We have to spend more time looking at our inner world, making changes where we need them. 
if that revolves around letting go of old things that are in the way or recognizing those triggers that are being pushed all the time, making your relationships impossible, right? Or that, that obstacle that you feel is constantly in the way. Well, okay, what does that say about who you are? What's there inside of you? What is there to learn inside of you about you in terms of this situation? Because it's not until we get super clear around that and it's not until we get really aligned with the kind of person we want to be on the inside that we can actually meet those goals and manifest those dreams on the outside. So have a, a little new moon ceremony this week, right? And it can happen anytime around. Like it doesn't have to be exactly on the day of the new moon. Anything this week, I think, that that lets us sow those energetic seeds. What are the seeds I am sowing right now? And are they in alignment with the kind of harvest I want to reap six months from now? At the end of this, uh, at the end of this cycle, for me personally, I, <laughs> I, I feel so. I mean, I, I've I've reached a lot of, lot of big big conclusions in my life around my inner world, but I feel so done with certain relationships. I cannot even explain it. I can't. I can't even explain it. I've had I've had some relationships in my life that I've felt. Oh, I don't feel great. Or, mm, this is not working or this is a little icky or this is leaving me feeling weird. I guess relationships dynamics. It's not that the relationship is the problem. It's the dynamic in the relationship. And I have reached, I've reached a point through this pressure, right, of COVID-19, of all of this that, that's going on right now where I have no time to waste. I don't want to live the kind of life where I'm nursing and, and nourishing relationships that aren't in alignment with what I want out of them, right? Where we don't have an equal, we don't have a balance between giving and receiving, where it doesn't feel good all the time. And I've realized that in a lot of those relationships, I was a big part of the problem because I was playing that dynamic out again and again. An example I can give, for instance, is this feeling that I have a lot, and I put myself in this place all the time, but this feeling that I have a lot in a lot of personal relationships where I end up giving too much of myself. And how does that happen? Well, it's me, obviously. It's not like, you know, I, I have all these relationships of people taking things from me. It's I put myself in the position of being the person who saves people, who rescues, who helps out, who gives, who's generous, who supports, you know, who, who, who who's that kind of providing person. Like I put myself in the role of the provider a lot. But actually what I want out of life is also to be provided for but I haven't allowed for that in my relationships because I'm constantly the one providing, right? I, I, I've never learned what it's like to actually put that expectation on another person of like, hey, I want you to provide for me too, right? I've never shown that, never been vulnerable enough to do that. And what, what I found is that the more time I allow for that to happen, and then suddenly I reach a point where I've given too much of myself, and it can be little, little, tiny little things over a long period of time or little things in a lot of relationships at the same time. And suddenly I hit a breaking point and I'm like, I don't want to give you anything anymore. Like, I don't even want to be in your life anymore. I can't, I can't. And it's like, I make a swift exit, you know, or I make a big declaration of like, this is not okay for me, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense for the person on the receiving end or on the other end of that relationship, right? So what I'm doing now is any time in any of my relationships, I get even close to that feeling of, I don't want to do this. That feeling. And you know this feeling. It's, it's like you can 
when you when you're when your eyes are open and you're on the lookout for it, you know it immediately. And like I'm very intimate with this feeling. It's it's just like someone asks me something, hey, can you help me out with this? Or hey, do you think you could do this for me? Or hey, what do you think about this? I would I would love it for da-da-da. And I and just from that original beginning of that conversation, I can sense inside of myself, I don't want it. Like this, mm, I don't want I don't want to do that. I don't want to give that. I don't. And normally what I do is I don't say that. I just say, yeah, that sounds great. Um, sure, let me look at my schedule. Or yeah, uh, okay, let's let's figure out how we're going to go about that. Or for sure, yeah, anytime, just let me know. You know, I, I go for the yes immediately, even though inside of myself, it feels like closer to a no. So what I do right now, whenever I feel even close to that feeling, whatever it is, I, I tell the truth. <laughs> and it's kind of bizarre because I have been conditioned to think that I have to provide, I have to help, I have to say yes, I have to be there all the time, or maybe people won't like me, you know, or maybe people won't love me. It's like I have to, I, I have to be this in this role. And it's not at all true. When I tell the truth instead and I say, hey, actually, I don't know how I feel about this. For me, this doesn't, doesn't feel good or actually doesn't feel like something I want to do you know, just being blunt like that, or no, actually, this is not in alignment with, with, with the way my life is right now. Just the moment I immediately take action and just say, hey, I, I, no, I don't think so. What's happening in these relationships is they are better than they have ever been. Seriously. It's, it's kind of like by me not establishing my own boundary or speaking my own truth, I give permission for the other person or I invite the other person to cross the boundary that they don't even know is there, right? So it's not their fault. It's like I'm creating that dynamic and then I let it go on long enough until I get to a place where I feel overwhelmed and I start blaming the other person and I go, oh, everybody just takes things from me. It's not true. <laughs> it's bizarre that it's taken me 32 years, almost 31 and a half years of my life to realize this. But I am in charge of these relationships. I am the one in charge of how the dynamic plays out in my relationships because the person relating is me. <laughs> Does this make sense in like a funny way to anybody else? Like you are the person relating, right? If, even if the relationship is two people, we tend to think that we are out of control or we are the victim of what the other person does or I can't believe they said that thing again or they did that again or that I'm in this place again or oh, I can't stand people who are like this. But it's like, hey, you're in that relationship. Like you have chosen to be in this relationship, even if it's one of those relationships that we think we have no control over, like parents or siblings or like really close, tight-knit relationships that are just there from birth. You control your own life, right? If it doesn't feel good for you to be in that relationship, you can choose to leave. If you want something different out of that relationship, you can choose to change how you are interacting and engaging with that person. You can change what you allow from that person. You can draw a line in the sand, set a boundary, just decide for yourself, I want something different out of this. Okay, then you got to start acting different too. <laughs> it's kind of like I've had this idea that, uh, that the other people in the relationship have more power over the relationship than I have. And that is not correct. It's just not, it's just not true. And I think the moment we are in alignment with what we actually want and we communicate that clearly, then there's no problem. Like I've had, I've had people who I've spoken that to just immediately say, actually, you know what? As I was asking you, I kind of felt like 
this probably isn't in alignment with what, with, with what you're doing now. It's like they had that feeling beforehand, like, oh, I don't know if Rachel wants to do this. But I asked anyway, like now I feel like, you know what, it's all good. Yeah, beautiful. And then everything is clear and, and no problem, right? Nothing icky, nothing weird at all. And I think by being in this place right now where we are pressured, where we are experiencing some kind of fine tuning of our inner space, where we are forced to check in more often, where we are forced to, to sit with these triggers, to learn more about ourselves, we are being brought to this beautiful place where we can actually make a massive change in our lives. And I'm not just talking massive change in terms of, in terms of the outer stuff, you know, in terms of, in terms of how big your house is or what's going on with money or like those other things, but a massive change on the inside, which will lead to effortless abundance in all the areas of your lives. Instead of thinking that I have to fight really hard to fix this problem that I have or to, to get, you know, for this area of my life to improve, it's like I can do all that work within me. And by just not struggling against the current anymore, things are going to align. So especially right now, if you're experiencing a huge falling apart of things, and of course, we all are in so many ways and we all are in different ways as well. We can apply this in different ways, of course. But if you are experiencing that big falling apart of things, what if after this things will come together for you better than they were before? And I don't think it's delusional to think that way. I don't think it's silly. I actually, I think it's really important that we can anchor into that place of hope, of faith. You know, like if we've lost our job right now, if we've lost our small business, if we had to close the door to our business, if we've lost a person, it's like oh, very, very, very hard to even go about thinking of this in terms of if we've lost a loved one right now, if we're ill, for example. But I can apply that to my own personal life in terms of the biggest losses that I've ever felt also gave me the greatest gifts. And yeah, would I trade those gifts if I could have five more minutes with the person I lost? Fuck yes. Yes. It's not like everything happens for a reason or people die so you can have a new experience. No, no. But we are where we are, right? Life gives us these cards. We can't change them, but we can choose what we do now, right? And if we can have some sort of hope in terms of what comes together after this falling apart, whether for you that's a new career path or a totally different direction for your business or a new structure in your life or a new appreciation for the things you already had before, you know, if we can trust that the coming together of what has fallen apart is going to be somehow better, somehow lighter, somehow more in alignment with what you truly want and who you really are. I think that's what's going to bring us to tomorrow. I think that's really what's going to be what, what brings us through this crisis is, is having hope. So reminding yourself right now that you are doing this work every day. You are doing this work right now. You are doing a good job. And every moment spent, every moment spent, looking inward, every moment spent on your yoga mat, shaking, listening to podcasts that bring you to alignment, feeling, crying, screaming, all of those moments are bringing you one step closer to being really where you want to be. And part of this journey includes the day-to-day -day human messiness of messing up, you know, of sitting on the couch, <laughs> of trying hard and failing. All of this All of this comes together in this beautiful journey that's only your own. So you are, you are 
a spiritual being having a human experience. You're a human being having a spiritual experience. These things go hand in hand and you cannot separate one from the other. So accept and embrace the human part of yourself that's doing the best they can right now and accept and embrace the divine part of you that already knows that everything is okay and what you're doing right now is enough. Life is going to take you where you need to go. And then we forget, right? And we feel despair and then we come back to knowing and then we forget again and we feel despair and we come back to knowing and that ladies and gentlemen, is what being a human being on this earth is like. <sighs> I want to thank you for allowing me to play out a small part in your day. Thank you for <laughs> giving me the space to speak, to share, to feel my feelings out loud, to rant a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I'm having a, a little bit of a ranty day today. A lot of things on my heart, a lot of things on my mind. I feel it in my body, this longing to share, to speak, to for all of us to come together and feel as if we are sitting in circle right now, because in a huge sense, we absolutely are. So hoping I'll get to sit in a physical circle with you sometime soon, but I don't know when that's going to be. So until then, I'll be here feeling you from over there. Thank you so much for listening into the Yoga Girl podcast today. If you want to join me for a yoga practice, for a shaking practice, for a meditation practice, join me over at yogagirl.com. We have a lot of amazing things happening every single week, live and in person. So hope to see you there. Thank you guys. Have a, have a good week. Feel your feelings and uh, I'll see you next Friday. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find them all on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work and thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. <laughs>